All right, everybody, welcome back to a good old fashioned podcast. Welcome, welcome. As always, this is your host, Adam Morgan. I'm Davey Green. And we actually have a guest with us today. Hello, hello. My name's Rich Bywater. Outstanding. So, fellas, as always, we start, we have a very specific tradition at a good old fashioned podcast. We start with What are we doing? What are we drinking? What are we drinking? What, Neil? I'm going to edit that. Yeah, just uh, edit it out. Yeah. This will be fun. All right. So, um, guys, today we have a piggyback six-year rye. Uh, neat. Neat. I have a t-shirt that says neat. That's it. Very good. All right. All right. Good All stuff. right. So, normally this is ask, I would ask, this is where I would ask, like, what are we doing? Yeah. But I'm just going to, I'll just go directly and tee it up. So, about a week and a half ago, I got back from New Orleans one evening, the kids wanted to go watch. We were there for a baseball tournament. The kids wanted to go watch some of their buddies from around here play play ball. And it, we were over near uh, Tulane. There is a, I guess it's a bar area, bar place, little restaurant kind of thing. Place called Columns. Unbelievable atmosphere. But it, it was crazy. A little courtyard out front, kind of private, um, right on the main road, right across from the the, the little trolley that runs all through New Orleans. Big, huge columns on the side, big stairs, great courtyard. We're here there having a drink. And anyway, the ladies that were with us, they decide they need to go to the restroom, go up the stairs. One of them comes back out pretty quickly. And you could tell that she was a little uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, what's the matter? And she goes, that place gives me the willies or something along that. Just let me know she wasn't comfortable. I don't remember exactly what I said. So just kind of off the cuff, I said, oh, that, well, that's place like this is probably haunted, right? Which didn't make her real comfortable. We all got a laugh out of it. And, you know, fast forward, the waiter comes around and I'm not letting it go because I, I don't let things go. So I said, hey, is, is this place haunted? Without missing a beat, without missing a beat, this guy says, oh, yeah. It goes through two or three examples of how it's haunted. And the one that, that sticks with me is the guy who originally built this place hung himself Right there by the right there on the front porch. Freaks out. She had already told me you can feel it as you're walking through the door. So anyway, so at this point, I don't believe in ghosts and any in that kind of stuff. So I say, well, I get the whole crew. I was like, let's, let's go inside me. She don't want to go. So I said, you can it's 118 out here or whatever it was. I said, you can stay out here or you can go inside, you can go inside with us. What are you doing? Right. So she came. She was 100% right. You got to the front door. You could feel it. It just felt wicked. And the place was amazing inside. Big mahog, dark mahogany bar. The lighting was kind of mm-hmm. low. It was it was the awesomest place. So much, I guess, ambiance or whatever. But you could, she was 100% right. It felt different right there at the front door. And I've ne- I'm not a ghost person yeah. story or whatever. So anyway, so I was telling Adam about this a while back. And he said, Rich, I've got a good ghost story. Rich has a really good ghost story. We, oh, we yeah. both we both have really good ghost stories, and it's going to be interesting to see how much we can pack this in from a time perspective. Because I love his ghost story; mine's very different, but also like both firsthand experiences. So yeah. you go first. I'm, You're I, up. I love. I've heard this sure. one a couple You're times, up, and it gets better every time I hear it. So yeah, it's I get chills. Like literally, look at my arms. I got I I get chills every time I tell a story. But so I, this is back in uh, 
1996. Uh, I lived right outside of uh, Old Town, Alexandria, and I was dating this girl. She just moved into a new house right out of college. So, um, you know, there she had two other roommates and they had very little furniture. When it was during the, the 1996 Olympics and we were watching the Olympics on TV and we were lying on this couch and we were watching the Olympics. And then all of a sudden we heard some movement in the other room and, and I'm kind of lying down and she's like lying kind of per, or with me parallel. And, and um, we, we both kind of leaned over to look in the next room because there was an archway kind of in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the, the hall or the wall. And long story short, we, we saw a chair kind of move and we we're just kind of leaning over still and just couldn't understand what had moved in there. Cause there's nobody in there. There's just the two of us, her roommates were gone. And then all of a sudden, the chair at the end of the table moved again, just a little bit. And then it moved all the way back. About whoa, whoa, whoa. You watching, like you can physically. Watching the chair move back at least three feet, like moved back, like somebody was going to try to sit in it. Well, so that kind of freaks us out. And it, just, and it I wish up. everybody could see Davey's face right now, by the way. His face just changed from like a startled look to a, whoa, hold on. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm full of chills right now. So the chair moved back and then it stopped. And then it started wiggling back and forth like this. And then it turned and went at least eight feet from the spot where it was moving all the way to the windowsill where the cat, her cat was. And the cat just the whole time was like, moved, watch the chair move right at, and the cat didn't freak out. Like didn't, you know, meow or, or hiss or anything. It just stayed there. It was almost like the ghost wanted to sit in front of the cat and pet it. So my, my girlfriend and I were, we stayed leaned over because so we could look through the, the archway and we were frozen for at least at least 30 seconds. And I know 30 seconds doesn't seem like a long time, but we were frozen. It's like, an eternity in that situation. Oh right? my yeah. God. And so she kind of finally turns around with this big smile, like, Oh my God, what did we just witness? And we just started laughing because we were, it just, it, it totally freaked us out. We're just laughing in disbelief. Laughing in disbelief. This happened. Yeah. And then finally we both just kind of sat up and said, what do we do now? I, I was like, I didn't know if I should like run out the door screaming <laughs> or call my mom. So I called my mom. <laughs> and did you tell her in that minute what you just witnessed? Totally. And she was so chill about it. You know, she's, she's older and has experienced, you know, a lot of things. And she just said, you know what? She goes, it's probably really good that you saw that you were, you were meant to see that for whatever reason. And, you know, you hear ghost stories and people tell their ghost stories and you kind of think, well, eh, it's a little BS, whatever. But when you see it yourself, it is, it's a game changer. It's a complete yeah. life changer for me. So me now seeing that, I know for sure there is something after this life. Well, for sure. to your point, you hear a bunch of ghost stories and it's like somebody walked in and something had moved or this where it wasn't where, or they couldn't find something. It's a little different. You're like, okay, did they misplace it? Did, did somebody else come in the room and move the glass over here? But when you see, see it, when you see activity, paranormal activity, it's a different, it's different, right? It, it isn't. Now I'll, I, I should have prefaced this before, but I'll say this when we, she 
her name's Tara. When when she got the house, she was so excited and her friend was coming into town and she didn't have the lease yet. But the agent that that leased her the house lived two doors down and she called him and said, hey, I've got a friend in town. Can you let us go, you know, see the house? I want to show my friend she's in town. He said, sure. So he let us in. We walked around, toured the house. This house house was built in the 20s, um, right outside of Old Town Alexander, which is a really old, mm-hmm. you know, part of the city. A lot of history there, right? A lot of history. So um, so we're just kind of sitting there. And you know those old uh, electrical, like, switches? Fuses. Well, no, when you, when you, when you hit the light on, it goes... Like it makes a sound like oh, those yeah. old yeah. switches and now they're really nice and soft or whatever, right. but they used to be, they were, you could definitely tell when you're turning the light on. Right. Well, so we're, we're done with the tour. We're sitting in the kitchen talking and all of a sudden, and it was about probably nine, nine thirty at night, the switch went off and it was a, a, a like a real, like you heard it go off and it's pitch black. And so I walked over to, uh, I hit the light switch on and her other friend that was visiting thought that I walked behind her to turn this light switch on, but there's two lights, two places you can turn it on. And I turned it on. And I was on the other side of the, the, the kitchen. And she goes, Oh my God, Rich, I thought you were, I, I felt you, I thought walk behind me to turn the light switch on. And I was like, Nope, I'm over here. There goes those chill bumps again. Yeah. Um, he really does have goosebumps too. And he, and seriously, like she was like, Rich, I swear I felt you walk behind me. And I, and I said, well, it wasn't me. And literally we we're like, do, 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 do. You know, sometimes those old light yeah. switches can kind of get stuck in the middle. So sure. the light will turn on, but they're not yeah. whatever. So we thought, well, maybe that's it. So that happened. And then another time in the same house, Tara was doing laundry. She went downstairs. Um, she was, she uh, put her clothes in the washer and... Um, and then threw them in the dryer, went back upstairs, came back down, clothes were dry and nobody was home. Clothes were dry, but the door was open. Hmm. And she's like, I don't know who would have opened the door or whatever. So all these things started happening, but the biggest one was, so the, so she did some research on the house and said, uh, or asked the owner, she was the original, well, she was the second owner of the house and her husband had passed. Turns out her husband passed away in that house. She didn't heard this part. Yeah. So, so we believe that he was the spirit of that house. They had lived there for over 40 years together and then he passed away and then she moved and kept the house as a, as a, an investment. So yeah, very, very freaky. Can you imagine the ghost of Rich haunting people? (laughs) (laughs) He's alive and he haunts me, so, you know. (laughs) All right, so what's yours? All right, so. um, That freaks me out. Yeah, I'll try and figure out how to do this reasonably quickly. But so uh, my dad, after he and my mom divorced, uh, he remarried a woman who used to teach deafblind kids, handicapped kids. Um, And they moved from Nashville, where I lived at the time, to Philadelphia. And when they moved to Philadelphia, she was teaching at a famous deaf-blind school called Overbrook School for the Blind in Philly, which if anybody is either from Philly or knows Philly, it's this way old school. I I actually don't even know exactly how old, but it was one of those that I think was built in the late 1800s, old architecture, big walls around the whole campus. It was one of those that's so old, they literally used to build those concrete tunnels that connected the different buildings on the campus so you could move underground securely and so on. Um, you could, there was, in 
it was also built at a time when keep in mind from a disease perspective and so on, when kids were sick, they just sent them there. A lot of times it wasn't just deaf blind. They'd send sick kids there that they just didn't know how to treat. And this school became a place where, where they do it. Well, from the minute we ever, and so my, my dad's second wife, my stepmom at the time, um, she, because she taught the summer school there, uh, they let her live on campus. There was these apartments in one of the buildings on campus. Let. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let her live on campus for free. Her and my dad would live there. And so, uh, the only thing that they had, they had to do was my dad agreed to be the night watchman, the security, do a security detail to shut the school down every night since they were the only people living on the campus. And so my dad would literally go around at night and shut down all the buildings, lock it, lights off. There was this whole routine to shutting the campus down. Well, from the minute we arrived there, and I say we, meaning my brother, sister, and I, when we would visit them, this was place was absolutely haunted to the, I mean, it was just everywhere you stepped and all I could, it was one of those where to like the soft side of haunting, you felt stuff. The minute you walked in, it felt like people were watching you. You were being watched. Anytime you would walk somewhere, it felt like you were being followed. There was just a feeling everywhere you went. And it was so scary that my brother and sister and I, when we used to get off the elevator to go to the apartment, which was way down the hallway, we would literally sprint because we were afraid to walk because it felt like someone was always walking right behind you. Um, and so there was this, I could describe literally dozens of experiences, walking at night and seeing shadows, always seeing things out of the corner of your eye all the time. They had one of those old tile pools in the basement where there was, it was literally a pool. And, and, and when you swam in it, my brother and sister would tell you, it, it always felt like you were getting pulled down a little, like it just, everything about that place had this horrible feeling. Well, you know, when you're a kid walking around with your dad, everything felt a little bit safer. And so sometimes I would go with my dad on the night watch routine to shut the school down. And uh, and so we would literally, we'd go building to building, lights, locking doors. We'd walk in those cement tunnels from one building to the other to shut them down. And I'll never forget at the very end of the night, the, the end of the routine is there was this master key ring with all the keys. He would take it to the headmaster's office and leave them in the headmaster's desk. Um and so I went with him, of course, because we he was shutting it down and we went into the headmaster's office and I was standing in the secretary, the admin's office, while he went into the, um, the headmaster's office to put the keys away. And it all looks out at this main courtyard area where all the offices and administrative offices were around. And I'm standing there and I look out in the courtyard and I see the torso of a woman sitting out in the middle of the courtyard. Just the torso. Just the torso. Like just floating there, literally just above, like just by these this these bushes. It did, did it actually look like just real or was it uh, kind of uh, like white? No, it white? was weird. It looked very white. I could see Translucent? I could see through it, like which is why I knew something was weird, right? Because it, it looked like part of a woman, but I could also see right through her. Um, hmm. and, it, it, and at first I actually thought it was moonlight. Like when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, the moon's doing a weird thing with the light or something like that. And then I, I realized, no, it, it looks like a woman. And, um, and my dad walked back in from the headmaster's office and he's standing and he looks at, and you know, he walked back in. So he was facing me and he goes, what are you staring at? And I was like, look, and uh, by the way, I was 10 years old at the time. I pointed out at the courtyard and, uh, and he, he saw it too. And he goes, do you see that? And I go, yeah, do you see it? And he's like, yeah. And so we sat there just watching her um, for, and to your point before, Rich, it might've been 30 seconds. I don't honestly know, but we yeah. just sat there staring at her for a bit because she wasn't moving. And then all of a sudden it started moving across the courtyard and then it just faded and disappeared. Just the torso. Just the torso. It just, it, it kind of, it was, it was moving along really slowly and then it just literally disappeared. 
And my dad looked at me and he goes, what do you think that was? And I was like, well, I think it was a ghost. And so we talked about it for a minute, you know, and, and we both acknowledged it. We both saw the same thing. And to this day, he'll tell you, like, we both witnessed it together. Mm -hmm. We saw the exact same thing. We interpreted it the same way. Um, and it was the only time out of all that time I physically saw a person out of all the weird encounters. And I mean, we had dozens of weird encounters that I can't even begin to explain feelings, touching all that stuff. But the only thing I ever saw, and it was definitely the torso of a woman. Did you ever feel like, like a hand grabbing you? Yeah. It, or... it, a lot of times it felt like, especially that's why the hallway used to scare us. It, it felt like whenever we were walking down the hallway, like somebody was touching you from behind. Like it was that hallway to this day, it literally felt like the shining, except it was a much more narrow hallway than the shining. But it was like, you always felt like somebody was just following. It was <sighs> that's weird. freaky. And if you look it up online, like I think they've done some ghost. I remember finding some online where, where ghost adventure type crews talked about the campus. But yeah, the, the place definitely has a lot going on there. And I don't know what it is, but it's. And I wonder why certain uh, buildings or whatever have this, you know, the ghost feel mm -hmm. or why ghosts are there versus other. And a lot of times it's the older buildings that have it. You know, why don't new buildings have it? what happens there, right? Does somebody have to die in that building for them to stay right there? Are they stuck in that dimension at oh, that yeah, he's certain going area? Now. He's going in. Yeah. Deep. I don't know why he was looking at me. Like I had an answer, but you know, what's funny, Rich is I've, I've had, I've told that story. I can't imagine how many times at this point in my life. And to your point, like I will say the reaction you always, you watch these ghost shows or whatever. And you always wonder like, what would the reaction be like? It was not scary at all. Like to your, to your, and yeah. I, I just kind of reading this. I don't know if that's how you felt, but I didn't feel scared in that moment. It was more fascinating. Yes. Um, and, and it wasn't, now don't get me wrong. The hallway scared the ever living, you know what out of me, but, but what actually seeing the ghost was more like a, whoa, look at that. That's fascinating. It's not, it wasn't nearly as scary. Like if that ghost said, get out, I would have gotten out. Yeah. The Eddie Murphy, like too bad yeah. I can't stay. Yeah. Out. But <laughs> You remember that routine? Was it delirious, Raw? I think it was delirious. I think it was delirious. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite routines of all time. But yeah, it was it was definitely more fascinating and not scary. The one when you couldn't see and like just the feelings were scarier. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's fairly scary to date a girl that owns cats. <laughs> So, that, I mean, from that perspective, you know, that was going to be my advice to our listeners before is just don't date girls and don't cats or don't own three of them. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but then <laughs> your your story is a little bit, you know, doesn't deal with animals. Yeah. No. Per se. So I don't know that. that I have I have another story, but it's it's not mine, but it's my aunt's. And I've heard it. How much time do we have? You're good. We got Go a couple ahead. more minutes. So my it uncle, a it's a good one. All my right, my uncle um, bought uh, a, a hotel, but it was also a, a restaurant and bar. And it was a very old building. It used to be, it was, it's in Medina, New York, which used to be a, a good middle spot between New York City and Buffalo. And at that time, when this building was built, um, everything was done by trains and horse and buggy, right? It's before cars. That's how old this building is. So... And they used to keep a, a log of all the people that stayed there. Some very fam famous people had stayed there, um, even people that we would recognize, right? Well, anyway, so my uncle bought it and redid the, the, 
the top two floors and they were all um, for the hotel. So the painters kept complaining that somebody was going in at night and shutting the windows. Well, long story short, the windows um, became a big problem because the painters needed the windows open so the paint could dry. And because they're having uh, trouble with the paint drying. So they decided, you know what? The painters got, you know, basically they went to my uncle and said, this keeps happening. And my uncle's like, listen, there's nobody coming in here at night shutting these windows. I don't know. You know, they're old windows. Maybe they just are just falling down at night because, you know, they're just not, you know, properly set or whatever. And, And so they decided to nail them, nail all the windows in. So they put the nail in and then the window would stay on top of it. The next morning after they did that, all the windows were shut again. And the painters came back and said, what are you doing? Right. So they went back and they did some investigation. All the nails were pulled out perfectly straight, which means they how they were pulled out was not by a hammer. Yeah, because the hammer bends them right when you use the the fork. So they were all straight and they're like, oh, my God, this is this is freaky. So it was so. intriguing to them that my uncle got a psychic to come in and look at the hotel and, you know, see if there's some spirits. So they got to the third floor where a lot of the stuff was happening with the the windows and everything. And, and uh, the psychic was like, yeah, there's, there's some serious energy here for sure. And they walked into one of the, one of the rooms and she said, there's um, there's so much energy in this room specifically you might want to look at something happened in this room in, in the past. So my uncle and the psychic walked out the door down to the hallway. And my aunt was, was just about, she was going to be the third one to leave. And she sees something out of the corner of her eye. And she turns around and she sees a woman in the room. There's these. I just got goosebumps. It's not even my story. She turns around and the woman is looking out the window crying. And she said it was a full on person. It wasn't translucent. It wasn't white or gray. It was a full on person wearing, you could see her full on garb, you know, from the 1920s or thirties, the whole night, like sitting there crying. And she turns around, yells for the psychic and her husband to come, my uncle to come back in because she sees this person. She turns around the other two walk in the door, the ghost is gone. And she said, I swear to you, to this, you know, on my life that I saw a person standing right there. I literally got chills just hearing that story. Yeah. It, and it's, you know, so stuff still happens to this day. So they did some research and they found out that a woman had killed herself in that room. So her spirit wow. stayed there. Yeah. So. Who knows what happens and why that, but yeah, full on. And apparently she wanted the windows open. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for her cats. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, like this is, if, if this doesn't get some listener response of their stories, like yeah. I want to hear them. I want to oh, hear me too. who emails in and says, cause well, then I'm going to have to start believing in ghosts. Oh yeah. yeah. Listen, there's, there's no, I, there are certain things that I can be, convincing about but i will say this there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that ghosts exist none 
Yeah. Zero. But me neither. Having seen one, I mean, like, yep. I, I know what I saw. And, and, and you know, if it was somebody if, else, I'd get the skepticism. Yep. I saw it. If you, you know, catch something at the corner of your eye or like, you're like, kind of like, oh, that's a head scratcher, or chin scratcher. That's one thing. But to actually see it and things physically move. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I don't know how this uh, podcast will rate with our listeners in terms of subject. But one of the one of the moms from my son's old travel baseball team actually worked for the coroner's office for one of the counties here in town. She's the one who goes to pick up the body from the scenes. She told me stories one day we were sitting there for a two hour baseball practice. We just sat there talking. She told me she would be, she has some stories that will make. Why didn't we get her instead oh of Rich? Uh, well, cause Rich's story is so good. <laughs> right. she, she's, almost, she, she's almost, he's like a solid start. I need to get her as follow-up because her stories, I, I, some of them are un believable i'm just yeah. i forgot about it or honestly until now but some of her she has two stories in particular that oh my god i, I could tell her story and it wouldn't do justice to it but she has a couple like that are crazy because i mean she literally is the person who goes the cops call her to come pick up the body and take it to the i'd like to to talk to some doctors that you know have been in the room when somebody passes and you know you've you've heard of You've heard of, uh, you know, people saying that they literally could see the yeah. soul leave the body and that kind of thing. I, that'd be really interesting to to talk to somebody like that that see that. Or, or would you be cool to leave it alone? Whatever you want to do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Either way. You know. All right. I think Davey's getting scared, we, by we, the way. We, he we looks were, a little, he looks yeah, freaked Davey out looks right now. He looks uncomfortable right yeah. now. <laughs> all right. So we're way over time, but that's good because this was good, good dialogue. This was good discussion. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see if we get people reaching out about their stories. I hope so. Cause I, I know there's some friends out there who listen to this, who, who've got some doozies. Yeah. So you want to sign us off? Uh, I'd like to say, um, thank you for having me. This has been super fun. I didn't know how it was going to go, but this has been, super, I really liked it. Two great stories. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Guess see you next time. You got it. Everybody. All right. Thanks for stopping in. We appreciate you and uh, we'll catch you next time. Get it.